0: Hi hey guys this is april with the for richer or horror podcast I'm kind of late with this upload uh to say the very least it's been a really shitty fucking week so um i got new equipment for the podcast which is exciting uh, i'm switching from mac to pc and that's been fairly difficult trying to learn all this shit because i don't know what the fuck i'm doing Um, I was out for a good few days with a migraine and then, uh, my cat died. So it's been a really shitty fucking week and, um, I'm late here, but, uh, let's just get on into it. So this week I'll be talking about the Wendigo. I will most likely be bouncing back and forth for the pronunciation. Sometimes I may say Wendigo or Wendigo. Uh so just be prepared for that. I'm talking about the same damn thing. But anyway, so the Windigo is known as the flesh eater of the forests. Uh, mostly in Minnesota's Northwoods, uh, forests of the Great Lake region and central regions of Canada are said to live a malevolent being called Windigo. There's several other names that can be used for it. Uh Windago, Wendigo, Windaga. Wittigo, with Wittigo, We Tigo Winsigago Wittigo, Witaka. Those are really difficult to say. Um, but each of them just roughly translates to the evil spirit that devours mankind. So uh there's various descriptions that can be used for Windigos. Um so the creature may appear as a monster with some human characteristics or a spirit who um, has possessed a human being and made it monstrous. Uh, it's historically associated with cannibalism, murder, and insatiable greed, and cultural taboos against such behaviors um though all of the descriptions of the creature vary slightly the wendigo is see i went from wendigo to wendigo that's gonna happen constantly but uh the wendigo is generally said to have glowing eyes long yellowed fangs terrible claws and an overly long tongue why does that make me think of krampus anyway sometimes they are described uh as having sallow yellowish skin and other times they're covered with matted fur um across the board said that they're giants many times larger than human beings they can be described as a giant with a heart of ice sometimes it's thought to be entirely made of ice its body is skeletal and deformed with missing lips and toes um tall as a tree lipless mouth and jagged teeth uh, its a breath is a strange hiss, its footprints full of blood, and it would eat any man, woman, or child who ventured into its territory. And um, Those are considered the lucky ones. Sometimes the wendigo choose to possess a person instead, and then that luckless individual becomes a wendigo itself, hunting down those uh, he had once loved and feasting upon their flesh. Although descriptions can vary somewhat, it's common to all the cultures, is the view that the Wendigo is a malevolent, cannibalistic, supernatural being, strongly associated with winter, the north, coldness, famine, and starvation. And I've seen reportings back to the 1600s, but it could go even further because there is a lot of Native American relations involving the Wendigo. Um, And then if you look up pictures of the wendigo, the majority of the images that'll pop up show it having a deer skull and antlers on its head. However, a lot of the descriptions I read didn't say this, but the pictures show it, so I'm not sure what is real and what isn't involving the appearance of the Wendigo. Um, There's also a lot of variation on the legends on how the Wendigo came to be. So as the tale goes, the Wendigo was once a lost hunter. During a brutally cold winter, uh, the man's intense hunger drove him to cannibalism. After feasting on another man's flesh, he transformed into a crazed man-beast roaming the forest in search of many people to eat. Another is the story of the wendigo comes from the Algonquian, Native American folklore, and the exact details vary depending on honestly who you ask. So some people have claimed to encounter the beast says it's a relative of Bigfoot, but other reports compare the wendigo to a werewolf. Um, Since the wendigo is said to be a cold weather creature, most sightings have reported in Canada, obviously, as well as our northern states like Minnesota. At the turn of the 20th century, the Algonquian tribes blamed many unsolved disappearances of people on wendigo attacks. For being an insatiable predator, the wendigo is definitely not the largest or most muscular beast out there. Uh, While he may be 15 feet tall, taller than trees whatever his body is often described as emaciated um perhaps it could be attributed to the notion that he's never satisfied with his cannibalistic urges um obsessed with hunting for new victims he's forever hungry until uh he's eating another person more than anything Wendigos uh know how to last long winters without food it hibernates for years at a time when it wakes it keeps its victims alive. It stores them so it can feed whenever it wants. That kind of makes sense why uh, some reportings of Wendigos can span a hundred or so years of time with absences between the attacks. Um, Another Native American version of the creature spoke of a gigantic spirit over 15 feet tall that had once been a human, but had transformed into a creature by magic. The creature is said to have several skills and powers, including stealth, Uh, a near-perfect hunter, knows and uses every inch of its territory and can control the weather through dark magic. They also are portrayed as simultaneously gluttonous and emaciated from starvation. So according to other legends, a Wendigo is created whenever a human resorts to cannibalism to survive. Uh, in the past this occurred more often when Native Americans and settlers found themselves stranded in the bitter snow and ice of the northern woods sometimes stranded for days any survivors might have felt compelled to cannibalize the dead to survive. Other versions of the legend cite that humans who displayed extreme greed gluttony and excess might also be possessed by a wendigo so thus the myth served as a method of encouraging cooperation and moderation and um wendigos are said to be cursed to wander the land eternally seeking to fulfill their voracious appetite for human flesh and if there's nothing to eat it starves to death all right so next we'll kind of go into some powers and abilities that a wendigo may have um voice mimicry is one of them which is especially creepy to me The Wendigo can imitate voices of humans to lure unsuspecting victims, which that just sounds like every horror movie I've ever seen, you know? It's like, you'll hear something, you'll hear maybe someone that sounds like your friend or something, or you'll actually hear your friend's voice, and it's like was it really your friend or was it maybe a fucking wendigo so immortality is the next one wendigos can live forever which that sounds absolutely awful like it has its hibernation times and then it's like oh i'm back i'm gonna eat people super speed is the next power that wendigos have uh they possess inhuman speed Oh, this is I don't understand this 108 kilometers an hour. I don't know. What is that in, um, you know, America? What, what is kilometers per hour to miles per hour? Uh, ah, shit. That's only 67 miles per hour. I thought they were real fast. That is going to be so fast. Okay. Well, still, it, it, it can, it can be on the highway safely. You know, they're going to speed limit. <laughs> uh, so, uh, they are arguably one of the fastest monsters. I mean, it makes sense. 67. That's, that's a bit fast, especially for something running on two legs. So superhuman strength is the next one. Wendigos are incredibly strong, even by other monster standards, other cryptid standards. I like saying cryptid better because I feel like it's more appropriate. They can tear uh, human's limb from limb, snap necks and carry two people at once and even drag them up a tree with ease. And, The next one is uh, superhuman agility. Windigos can jump from tree to tree without being deterred by the foliage. They are invulnerable. That's great. Uh, It just makes me not want to go to Minnesota. I mean, I didn't have a lot of reason to go to Minnesota before, but uh, now I especially don't. They are invulnerable to normal knives and guns. Albeit, they are irritated by them. So if you want to piss off an indigo indigo really if you want to piss i can't speak if you want to piss off a windigo stab it and shoot it it's going to piss it off and it's going to want to eat you even more they have their claws giant claws for hunting and attacking they have super senses um enhanced senses making them the perfect hunters they can see perfectly in the darkness and have similarly enhanced hearing so if you're stepping on a branch they fucking hear that two miles away or two kilometers away Because this is apparently in metric, metric, right? We're on the Imperial system or is that, I don't know. I think that might be a dig, like an insult. Like the Imperial system, whatever. I take it as a compliment because I'm a Star Wars fan. Okay. Thank you. They have super stamina, Windigos possess stamina, superior to that of humans and tire less easily. And hibernation, as I've already said, Ooh, so they can hibernate for many years at a time, but one a wendigo reported in Colorado used to attack Blackwater Ridge every 23 years. Does that mean Cheapers Creepers was a Windigo? Because it wasn't it like every 15 years he'd reappear on April? I don't know. I think it was like April something. Am I just because my name's April and I'm thinking a month of me? Anyway. Okay. So weaknesses. Let's talk about those. Because, you know, if you're come face to face with a windigo, you kind of want to know how to kill it so fire is one of two only known ways to kill a windigo. gotta burn them to death they um are so sensitive to heat they will shun potential prey that they find sitting before an open flame so have your bonfire have your campfire you'll be safe great good to know perfect. The next weakness is Anasazi symbols. Um, there are special Anasazi symbols drawn in protective circles. Uh, they'll keep a Wendigo away. Same way that salt works with demons and ghosts, I guess. So I wonder in the SpongeBob episode of the campfire, if they were drawing the circles around them, if it was the Anasazi symbol and it wasn't actually a bear, but it was a Wendigo. I mean, SpongeBob's teaching me a lot. That's what I'm learning. They know. Iron is... A good weapon I guess Wendigos apparently they can only succumb to a few metals one of which is iron another is steel and silver so if you got some iron steel or silver jewelry when you encounter Windigo, like use that to your defense Um and then similarly silver stakes silver axes you know may as well have a me- weapon made out of that gonna be expensive though but uh you can combat a Wendigo with that. And then, um, other demons, you know, if you got a demon in your pocket, unleash it, let it take out the windigo for you. So now we're going to move on to something else that's sort of related to windigos, but not entirely. I just found it really interesting. I do have a psych degree. So I found it weird that there is a psychological disorder called windigo psychosis. Um, and obviously it takes the name of Windigo, but it kind of also follows the lore a little bit. So the legend lends its name to the disputed modern medical term Windigo psychosis. Some psychiatrists consider it a syndrome that creates an intense craving for a human flesh and if you're becoming accountable, Ironically, the psychosis occurs within people living around the Great Lakes of Canada and the United States. Wendigo psychosis usually develops in the winter in individuals who are isolated by heavy snow for long periods of time, and the initial symptoms are poor appetite, nausea, vomiting. Subsequently, the individual develops a dilution of being transformed into a wendigo monster. People who have wendigo psychosis increasingly see others around them being edible at the same time they have an exaggerated fear of becoming cannibals which yeah that's ironic the most common response when a person shows signs of wendigo psychosis was a curing attempt by traditional native healers so in past cases if the attempts failed and the possessed person began to threaten those around them or to act violently or antisocial they were executed They just killed you. It's like, oh, you're possibly... Okay, you're dead. Um, There have been reports regarding the psychosis dating back hundreds of years. As a person who is uh, antisocial, that is terrifying. I'm glad I live in this time and not back then because damn, I would have been dead. They would have killed... You're antisocial? Dead. Okay. Great. Um, So modern day interpretation of Wendigos can kind of be found in some movies that are out. However, they're not blockbusters by any means. There was a 2001 American independent psychological horror film called Wendigo. Um, not one I would ever recommend to anyone. Maybe my worst enemy. I'd be like, hey, watch this movie. The trailer, I couldn't even barely get through it. It was so fucking bad. Um, and it really didn't follow any of the lore. Uh, so, like, it didn't even look like a Wendigo. They had, like, a bear in dad jeans and sneakers and a button-up shirt and it's like yeah that's a wendigo like no the fuck it's not it's so stupid but um there was a short film in 2008 oh 2019 and um a movie called the retreat in 2020 they do appear to be a uh, better quality and more aligned with the wendigo's appearance however i didn't watch them i don't know i feel like it just like I don't know, doing all the research I did and then, like, trying to do this, like, I don't think that would, like, work too well because I'd pull too much from the movies. But, I mean, if you're interested in Wendigos, maybe watch the short film from 2019 called Wendigo or the movie from 2020 called The Retreat. Uh, a lot of horror movies these days aren't the greatest, so maybe you'll find a diamond in the rough. Uh, though, today, rather than movies about Wendigos, I see more stories I see creepy pastas, I see Reddit threads about them. Um, there's so many Reddit subreddit pages with people posting nearly every day of sightings of wendigos. So that's gonna lead me into a little story that I'm gonna be telling you all. It's um a creepypasta written by Blonde Lion Ezel. So I was about ten when my grandfather told me this story he always knew what it was, but never knew what it truly was. The word ringed in his head like a bell, and it still lingers to this day, Wendigo. It started when my grandfather went to a camp to learn about the ancient, ancient traditions of the Native Americans, specifically the Algonquian peoples. They were the most widespread of all native peoples. So do you know the Wendigo? Thomas, a friend of my grandfather's, asked his cabin mates. No, what is it? My grandfather asked Thomas nervously. He had heard the name before, but he didn't know much about that word. The Wendigo is a demonic creature that loves human flesh. It has the chest of a man, long arms and legs like a spider used to rip you limb from limb. It has the head of a deer wasted by a dumb man. Mike, another cabin mate, and my grandfather answered in a spooky way. What did he do to the man? My grandfather asked, this time more nervously. My grandfather used to be quite cowardly and fearful uh, when he was younger. The wendigo ate him, Mike answered. It's just a stupid story, Maria, Mike's twin sister replied in a serious tone. Maria was the one who always thought rationally. It reassured my grandfather. Later that night, it was dead quiet not even the smallest bug was moving. My grandfather was the only one not sleeping. It may have been a legend, but he sensed that it might not be all legend. Suddenly, a low-pitched howl echoed through the camp. It definitely wasn't a coyote or a wolf, as those were not that common out here. What do you think that was? Thomas asked his cabin mates. All of them wanted to have an answer that made sense, so he turned to Maria. I don't know what could have made that howl maria commented grimly when maria couldn't find an answer that means it was something unknown do you think it was a windigo thomas asked my grandfather nervously you could see the fear induced sweat dripping from his small face suddenly something was scratching the glass on the window of their cabin it almost looked like a thick black nail it looked like nothing that existed on this planet what the heck is that maria exclaimed her voice filled with fear that was a bad decision, a strange black nail inched away from the window. He could hear whatever it was moving near our door. Scrambling to their feet, they began to board the door with our beds and furniture. They had to finish as soon as uh, whatever it was had reached our door. It began to bang our door, trying to get through. However, it finally figured out that it couldn't, and it started moving away. They decided that the best way to figure out what was going on, so Thomas volunteered to see what it was with a flashlight. Thomas pulled a long, clear flashlight from his pocket. Thomas fearfully lifted his light, turned it on, and aimed it at the window. They were not prepared for what they saw. It had a deer-like head, but its smile was filled with razor-sharp teeth. Its arms and legs were long and thin, to the point where you could see the bones. In its exposed rib cage, you could see its rotting lungs, inflating and deflating, and its moldy heart was pumping black blood through its body. Its dead eyes could see us, and its horrifying face curled into a smile. All four of them moved to the back of the cabin as quickly as their legs could take them. That thing seemed to ignore them and run towards another cabin. All they could hear was the screams and roars running from another cabin. They knew it was what it was doing, and they couldn't stop it from murdering the other children. The next day, that thing disappeared. They were the only survivors. Their parents immediately arrived and took them away from the camp in which the horrid massacre had taken place. They didn't want them around where children were murdered. Over the next few days, the police had deduced that some sick man came into the camp and murdered a lot of children, but they knew the truth. It was something deranged, but it was no mortal man. It was something truly monstrous. Many years later, Maria married my grandfather, and they had my parents, and my parents had me. No one believed my grandpa's story, and he was laughed at for telling it. I'm the only one who will still believe his story, so one day, my grandpa went camping by himself, and never came back. His body was found by a couple hiking in the woods. His body was ripped to shreds. The police deduce says some sick man or a rabid animal did this to him. But I know the truth. It wasn't a mortal man or a beast, but the deranged Wendigo itself. That was kind. That was kind of creepy. What do you guys think? Um, that was from creepypasta page I found I found another story that I was thinking about reading from reddit but it wasn't really certain if it was a wendigo that was seen or um, a skinwalker which I feel like it's kind of easy to tell the difference between the two especially because they were saying it was like a coyote and it's like okay that more aligns with what a skinwalker would look like rather than what a wendigo despite all the various descriptions it's not a four-legged animal like he's on two legs so I I didn't want to read that one just because it didn't really follow along with what wendigos were the only thing was it was in Minnesota where wendigos are found versus like my area in Arizona or New Mexico where Navajo Nation is where skinwalkers are predominantly found. But yeah, I thought this story was pretty interesting. Um, you know, they described what the wendigo looked like. Um, and, you know, it wasn't like 19 minutes long. I don't know how I would do with a 19 minute story. I do plan eventually to read Creepypastas, but I feel like I kind of need to prepare a little more for those. But anyway, I hope you guys liked this episode about wendigos. I hope you learned something. Um, If you have any experiences or anything to add, feel free. Um, This was kind of a shorter episode, which is kind of disappointing. Because I try to make them like, I don't know, 40 minutes. Because I don't really find watching anything short to really be worth it. Um, So I'm working on doing that. But since it's just me, sometimes I get bored with myself. (laughs) Anywho, um, I should be uploading normally again. Um, you may even get a bonus episode because my birthday's next week. Maybe you'll get a birthday episode from me. But anyway, if you guys liked this episode and you want to listen to more, feel free to follow or subscribe. Alrighty. Well, thank you. Bye.